ladies and gentlemen, who knew that the bagel held the secrets to the multiverse? For this is a Fred the Line production podcast. Bagel. 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 Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I am the multiverse of Michael Lister. Yes. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the mediums of the interwebs, including YouTube and Twitch. Welcome. Mm, yes, welcome. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for being here. I'm I'm visible this week, so that's that's a plus. Yay! Yay. We have face. We have faces. Both All of the us. faces. All of the face. I'm serving face. Mm. Um, yes, of course, uh, Fulia still not with us, but uh, with us in spirit as usual. And uh, editorial. And editorial. Thank you, O oh, editing queen. Um, yes, we will kick things off with uh, a very lovely and long epic spiel from Miss Kantabachi. Um, and it goes as following. Uh... It was a light week of watchings for me. Had a lot going on and a lot of nothing going on at the same time, if that makes sense. I managed to binge through Queer Eye Season 7 in two sittings and I cried through all but one episode. That bad, was it? (laughs) I made that joke last week. (laughs) Yeah, well done, well done. Uh, Good year. Um... You know when Karamo sits down with the hero of the episode and has a heart-to-heart with them? That is always the point when I break down, because in some way I relate to everything he says. Yes, Karamo has the words of wisdom that will bring the tears out. Um, But then it's also the same with the rest of the group who have a moment to chat with the hero. It's just a beautiful and emotional show. Well said, Foya. Very true. Apart from that, uh, she continues, I've been playing catch-up with MasterChef Australia when I can... And lastly, I will mention why I am not on this week's episode. On the day of the podcast recording, I'm going out to see Joe Coy live on stage at John Kane Arena. He's a a stand-up comedian from America, and his comedy is really funny and very relatable with the stories he tells. And if you haven't seen his work, I would recommend checking out some clips on YouTube, and he has a Netflix special that is worth watching too. Have fun with the podcast, friends. Thank you, Fulia. We shall. We miss you. Thank you, Banff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We may as well start calling her Banff lady. Yeah. Um, Which stands for badass motherfucker. Hells, yes. Um, I haven't heard of Joe Coy. Have you, Michael? No. No? Okay. Well, we need to do some research then. Yeah. Are they funny or not? (laughs) Subjective. They're funny. Subjective. Yes, humor is very subjective. That's mm-hmm. very true. Um, nice. Thank you so much for your weekly watchings, Fulia. I appreciate it very much. Um, Michael, what about yours? What have you been watching? Well, me and the wife uh, had a bit of a, a bit of a movie night uh, just at Ooh. home 
because on Stan, finally, we we both uh, uh, get to watch The Whale. The oh, it's on Stan, is it? It's oh, on Stan cool. right now. No plug because we're not right now because we're not hashtag not sponsored. No, yeah, but still, you can watch it for <laughs> free if you got a if you got a subscription. So we yes. watched The Whale and it was really good. I can see mm. I can see what what it, all the hype was all about. Uh, have yeah. you seen the whale, Kendall? Yes, yes, yeah. I have. Um, yeah, I was watching it, and I, and I was, you know, doing my normal analysis like bullshit. I can't really sit down and watch something and enjoy it. I just gotta <laughs> <laughs> just pick it apart. But it, what I found was, uh, it, it felt very like a a stage play and it turns out it was adapted from a stage play and I thought oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, that's why I still got this feeling of oh, I could actually see like it being done on stage and it was and yeah it was it was heartfelt and it was tragic and and everything and yeah we both cried at the end and yeah um and my wife being my wife not not really the the uh the uh um, cinema file that she is. I haven't got the heart to tell her that he died at the end. Oh, she didn't get that. I don't know if she did or not. Okay, but you know, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, you don't you don't want to completely ru- ruin someone's enjoy. No, in- quote unquote enjoyment. It's like, oh, he got up. He. He found a new lease of life. It's like no, he descended into, <laughs> and everything went white, and he he went into and everything. Spoilers for the whale, by the way. <laughs> Whoops, for a movie Whoopsie. that yeah, for a movie that won an Oscar. Come on, and and everything. So one one two Oscars. Yeah, one and two, and and yeah it's it, it was very good uh yeah mm. highly recommend um yeah brendan fraser is amazing yes yes and the makeup is uh, a feat to behold as well mm. um i've had heard criticisms about oh why couldn't you get like an actor who was that size it's like well short short answer is someone that size you can't insure on on a on a cinema on a on a set because mm. health and and all that, so th- and all the things that they uh, Brendan Fraser had to do, uh, that was no, nah, you can't really do that mm. with the person who's no, you can't no, nah. so they had to do that. So yeah, highly, yeah, highly good. Um, also uh, on Stan as well, so it's a bit of a Stan week this week. Uh, there was a doco about John Belushi called Belushi that yeah. that came out um, probably a couple of weeks ago. So I watched that. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, okay. Not much that I didn't already knew, but uh, I like the fact that um, it was it was more more or less um, interviews from people who were being interviewed by someone who was writing a book so it's all those sort of audios and it was like uh everything was like on the phone as well so the audio wasn't that great but they but they had like little snippets of um uh animation as well uh about about john belushi's life um 
Yeah, there was a couple of people in it who are no longer with us, especially uh, Ivan Reitman and, and Harold Ramis as well, mm. which is which is a bit sad. Uh, just hearing their voice, it's like, yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah, and yeah, it just got me into like a a, a National Lampoon's sort of mood. So I, I watched um, uh, the Netflix uh, show about uh, Doug Kenny. Who was the one of the co-creators of the National Lampoon, uh, and because I've watched that before, and, uh, and I really enjoyed that. And I also started to watch. I haven't finished, but I started to re. Well, it's a rewatch of the doco of the National Lampoons as well. Uh, drunk, stoned, and <laughs> inebriated, or whatever it, it's called. And and yeah, so that that was good as well. Um, nice. Having said that, um, uh, there was a couple of uh, TV shows that were finishing up this week. Uh, I will mention Barry first because, yeah. Segways. Segways. (laughs) Segways are always important. So uh, Barry finished up and it was quite phenomenal. Um, Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's definitely a journey that you... That that is definitely different from any other TV show that I've watched. How it's sort of uh, it's start it, all throughout uh, watching it. Um, it starts off with a pretty interesting premise of a hitman that is trying to find themselves, uh, trying to rediscover themselves, and they go to an acting class, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the first season. And then in this later seasons, it's no longer that. Right. <laughs> they definitely like dropped that premise like all too long ago and it's all about these characters that you that you meet and sort of don't necessarily fall in love but it's very it's it's the rubbernecking of tv shows of what are they going to do next like these Mm. characters because they're not necessarily good people um and it's all about um how you represent yourself in in the world as well like uh, Barry, Barry, the character is very flawed, and he doesn't want to be. He 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 wants to like better himself, and mm. it's just a comedy a comedy of errors. It's it it is funny in places, and it's also tragic in places, and it's very interesting. Watch it's definitely a dramedy, and I I do recommend like Barry, especially when it's now finished, and you can uh, watch it all because it's yeah. ve- it's very easy. Uh, watching because it's only half an hour episodes and there's uh, and it's a very very short viewing so you can probably get it done in two weeks so I, I do recommend Barry as well uh, and now Ted Lasso and how that finished up um, it finished up satisfactory it it definitely has closure for uh, majority of the characters it definitely has some openings for whatever they do uh, there's no there's no real plans yet if they're going to do um, uh, spin-offs or even more Ted Lasso I mean it's still up in the air and they and and, and they don't even know if uh, if this will be the end because they still don't know it's it's all up in the air and they're probably just going to take a break and see what happens so it's it, but the ending of it, um, I really enjoyed. Uh, it definitely has a nice fitting to 
the end of these characters' stories, especially Ted Lasso, because you can definitely mm. see that. Um, even though he says this uh, this show isn't about him, it sort of is. It's how he sort of entered into people's lives and how they and how he affected everyone's lives. And he he he, he went back to the the mothership, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. Um, I suppose we should get into it, eh, hey, Kendall? What did you watch? Yeah. Well, that. <laughs> well, that's just on that. That's how I've always, you know, I know it's obvious, I guess, but it's how I've always interpreted the, the opening credits. Like, he walks in, he sits down, and then the colours of the seats start to change. It's just bleed. Yeah. It's just, it's just really lovely. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. It's Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was... I was a wreck watching this episode. I was a mess. I was, oh my God. Like I can't handle, I couldn't handle it. It was so good. It was so perfect. I don't want any more. I'm happy. Like, you know, we, we, we did talk last week about, you know, where is this going to end up? Like we were pretty accurate with a lot of our guesses. I mean, yeah. it was for, they were foregone conclusions at that point anyway. Um, but you know, early on we'd been talking and we're like, where is this gonna, you know, where are they going with this? It seems to be, you know, this is a weird season. Um, and then for them to like stick the landing like this was just so unexpected. Like I just, I'm like, I knew it was going to be good, but the, the, the emotional and physical response it got from me was just like Mm. almost unheard of. I, I'm not even kidding. I was crying sobbing the like for the last like 20 minutes or so it was just i couldn't it was one thing after the other like oh my god just amazing like one of the best last episodes of a show i've ever seen um (laughs) and the fact (laughs) not i won't spoil too much but i just just to say that they they used father and son probably better than guardians did Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't admit lightly. And that's not to say, obviously, uh, James Gunn didn't use that song well because he used it extremely well. But this, it was used in a similar way, but it also had a lot of different meaning to it Yeah, uh, when when applied in this circumstance. And it was just, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It was brilliant. Every character had the, you know, the closure that they needed and deserved and and storylines are wrapped up wonderfully and and yeah there are talks of a spin-off or something happening but i i agree i think it's the end of ted as in like you know i don't think we're going to do anything else with his character going forward there's no need to we i don't i we don't need to explore anything else Hmm. with him um but yeah it was just perfect tv it was perfect yeah yeah (laughs) i can't i can't i can't state enough how perfect it was um, and then, yeah, speaking of crying, I finished Queer Eye as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched the last few episodes of that this week. Finally had the time to sit down and, and finish it off. And, um, yeah, it's just great. It's just, again, I just can't get enough of the, you know, those wonderful men and, and the, the impact that they bring to these really beautiful people and their lives and just enriching them in the best possible way, just taking the taking them at, you know they're already ha- a- a- a decent people you know doing good things and then they just elevate them and and give them you know give back to them what they've been giving to others and it's just such a positive 
positive, uplifting show um, and so much fun. So, yeah, another fantastic season of Queer Eye. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. But I haven't really watched anything else that, except for, you know, the other thing we're going to talk about later. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be it for me, which means that now brings us to the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Oh, woo. It's nerdy news time. And tis, we're going to start our very small nerdy news this week um, with some Spider-Man news, very on brand. Um, thwip, thwip, thwip. Uh, Spider-Man 4 um is is a thing that is in the works at the moment um but it has been paused because of the writer's strike <laughs> um now there is a script that has been has been written um it is it is a thing that exists in the world but um Tom Holland mm. recently confirmed um cuz he's been doing the rounds for his upcoming TV series that's on Apple um that they've you know they've been having meetings and um, but they've, those meetings have been put on hold, uh, out of solidarity with the writers. So, mm. um, yeah. So, you know, much respect to, to those folks over at Sony, over at Disney for, um, you know, making that decision. Um, so, but it's just good to hear some, you know, hear some progress has been made in the direction of a fourth Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, because we haven't really had a lot since, no Way Home came out, and that was 18 months ago, more than, I think, or just over 18 months ago now. So, um, yeah, so hopefully once the strike is resolved, which, you know, is just doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon, which is, you know, mm. bad for so many people. Um, but um, but that's okay. On the other side of it, we're going to get a Spider-Man 4, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um Yes. Mike, do you have any comments or thoughts on this? <clears throat> um, foregone conclusion. Um, uh, this is definitely like the casualties of it. And they, instead of having the script that they have, they, they probably say, well, it probably needs to be worked on a, a bit more. But the circumstances is the road strike. So they can't. Uh, yeah. It's not like it's Deadpool where it's pretty much finalised and they may feel confident enough to actually use that script because they can't divert from the script when when they're filming it, which is a worry. Uh, mm. And and Ryan Reynolds being a, a, a person who is in the union can't ad-lib because... It's another form of writing, so yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. Um, <laughs> because last time there was a writer strike and it had uh, Deadpool and Wolverine, it didn't turn out that well. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, history doomed to repeat. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's great that there's going to be more Tom Holland Spider Man, um, where the first trilogy, I say first trilogy next trilogy uh, next movie is going to be where he uh, where toby Maguire was in the second movie so it'll yeah. be uh, it'll, it'll be good i reckon mm-hmm. it'll be good uh pay your writers and no ai <laughs> please we're british 
Um, yeah, there's not very much to, to to go on. It's just it is what it is. It is what it is. It's very true. And we're definitely going to hear more stories like this in the coming future. I bet my bottom dollar. Yes. Yes. There most definitely will be more stories of this nature coming out in the next uh, little while. Um, but yeah, good good stuff on the horizon. Just the horizon is very far away right now. Give it another um, 100 days or so. Yeah. 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 Another three. Another three months, probably. Um, all right. Well, moving on into other news. Um, we have our Hiccup and Astrid casting for the live-action How to Train Your Dragon movie, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with the choices of these two um, actors because I've seen them both in other things. Um, and I've seen what they can do, and, and that makes me very happy. They have definitely gone for, um, you know, that not, not like for like in terms of appearance um, with the characters, but that's totally fine. Uh, as long as the essence of the character is there and the performance is there, it doesn't really matter too much. Um, but those that are playing said roles, um, so Mason Thames or Thames or Thames, I don't know, there's probably a million ways to pronounce that, <laughs> Uh, Mason Thames um, is going to be Hiccup. Now, he was in uh, The Black Phone, which was a very good horror film that came out last year, starring Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the lead kid in that one, and he was fantastic. So nice to see him getting uh, this role, because it's going to be going to be pretty good, I imagine. Uh, um, and as for Astrid, um, Nico Parker from The Last of Us is going to be playing her. Mm. Um, yeah. So she was Sarah. Um, Joel's daughter. daughter. Yes. Um, yes, Joel's daughter in The Last of Us uh, TV series. Also um, the daughter of Tandy Way Newton, um, famous actress. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. She was really good in Last of Us. It's the only thing I've seen her in. And um, I was, yeah, wrapped with her performance and portrayal of Sarah. Um, again, another kind of reinterpretation on the appearance of the character but that is totally cool no issues here um, they're fictional characters they can do whatever they want exactly <laughs> exactly right it's not historically um, accurate <laughs> there's fucking draggers in it <laughs> literally literally anyway um yeah i as much as i've gone on record about hating live action adaptations um of, of certain things particularly disney movies um you know, the fact that they've got the original director, Dean Dubois, um, you know, who did the entire trilogy of the animated uh, movies, um, the fact that he's involved with this, he's directing this, is just, uh, I think that's only a good thing. So hopefully this bears fruit down the line, but it's probably not going to be out for a while. Oh, yes, we have a release date. They're starting shooting this year, and it will be released hopefully uh, on the 14th of March, 2025. So yes, Mike. Well do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on, on on this casting announcement? Well, very little because I haven't really seen the full trilogy. I've seen like half oh, of the first one. You gotta. Yeah, it's fanta- fantastic. It just, it just passed me by. It's uh, mm. it, it came out when I was a bit too old for watching. Same. Watching I, w- I, w- I watched it. I watched it as an adult. So yeah. Mm. 
I, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> but but if there's an audience there, then then go for it. I reckon. I mean, I could I I, I could bitch and moan as like, oh, there's nothing there's nothing original nowadays. But I've already said that, so Hollywood's going to Hollywood. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, yes, they are. I wonder how that works with like you know, not to go on a slight tangent, but I wonder how that works with like the writer's strike and if the f- what's being made is an adaptation of something that already exists. Can they... Well, it's still th- writing, though. Yeah, I suppose. It's still writing an adaptation of of um, already established thing. Yeah. But apparently they're going to start filming this summer, so that's interesting. So they're probably just finalized, they've already finalised the script. And they're going yeah. to st- stick with it, so... Nothing new. Yeah. <laughs> they'll probably... Well, they'll probably have time to do reshoots once the strike's over, I imagine. So <sighs> that might, it might not backfire on them, hopefully. I'll give you an example. Quantum of, Go. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> the worst of the Daniel Craig Bonds. And yes. what was the reason? The writer's strike. <laughs> uh, <coughs> love it. Love it. Oh, we love Hollywood. All right. Let's move on into our last item in the news. Already did uh, last so- one. Wow. I know. This is a quiet week. There's not pretty much while the writer's strike is happening, there's not a lot going on. Um, but down here in Australia, um, there, there, certain, there, there. Thi- certain things are a brewing on um, Prime Video because uh, it was announced this week that we are going to be gifting to the world for some reason. Uh, a remake of The Office. Um, I don't need this. It's fine. It's it's. I'm happy that it's going to exist, but I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, it's been done well, extremely well, by by Ricky Gervais and Steve Carell and that all you know those two camps. So I don't know what an Australian version might offer. I would just recommend watching. Um, oh, what's the bloody show? God damn it. I know the damn show. What's it called? I can't even think of the... Uh, A sitcom sitcom that's based in an office? Yes, an Australian one is on the ABC. Uh, The Librarians. uh, No. uh, Fisk. Um, No, no. Oh, Utopia. Utopia. Well, that's that's more of a, a political satire. But it is, but it's a sim- it has similar aspects in terms of yeah, 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 yeah. The the dry humor and whatnot. but but it's mm. a mockumentary. It it is a little bit yeah. So there's something different. We haven't done one of them <laughs> before. Yes, this is a mockumentary. Yes, Utopia. That's all right. <sighs> Twenty five um, years too late. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, and look, the one the one interesting thing. Um, about this is that um, it's going to be led by uh, comedian Felicity Ward Mm. so we will have a female in the title role Um, she's playing um, Hannah Howard is the name of the character Uh, manager of packaging company Flinley Craddock (laughs) Um, the series will have a remote work spin as Howard tries to keep her work family together after learning that corporate plans to shut down her branch and move everyone to at-home setups. 
Um, the rest of the cast was also announced. I'm just going to see if I recognize any names. I don't. I think I recognize one name. Um, we have Edith Poor, Steen Raskopoulos, Shari Sevens, Josh Thompson, Johnny Br- Brug. I'm probably butchering that, sorry. Palavi Sharda, Susan Ling Young, Raj Labard, Lucy Schmidt, and Firas Durrani. Okay, I know Firas Durrani as well. All right, so I know two. I know two people in this. Um, I've never seen any Felicity Ward stand-up, so I don't know what kind of humor she does, but I imagine if she's been cast in this kind of a role that it might be similar to that line, I suppose, um, to that theme, to that genre, that style. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's not trash. I mean, you know, Australia is, is, is known for its comedy, I would think, like to think. We have a very good comedic community here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, cautiously optimistic on this one. How about you, Mike? Mm. Hmm? I like the fact that um, people are getting work. And yes, that- that's good. And it sounds like this, this is going to be diverse as fuck, so props for that. Yes. But does it have to be... Does it have to be a an Australian version of an already established sitcom that's been... which is successful in the UK and in America? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I suppose recognition, and if this goes well, then we'll probably get more more of this, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about this, but I, I know Felicity Ward and her, her comedy. She Do you remember Ronnie John's Half Hour? Yes. She was in that. Oh, uh, okay. A bit more surreal, like, stuff that that she she does. Um, mm. and yeah, she, she's really funny. Um, nice. good on you for getting that. Uh, and it sounds yeah. like who, I can't, I can't think of it, but, uh, I can't remember who's got the, um, distributing rights in Australia, but I think it's like one of the main channels, one of the main commercial channels so it will probably mm. be on that because I don't think the ABC is going to do something like this so they're, they're usually doing like original stuff so um, yeah so cash that check <laughs> cash cash that check make that money yeah anyway hopefully it's good Fingers crossed. That is the nerdy news for this week, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yeah, yes. All right. Trailer park time. Let's go. Our first trailer is for the upcoming uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Uh, this is the second trailer for this one. We talked about the first one when it came out really a few weeks ago, it feels like. So this feels this feels um, soon um, <laughs> to have a second trailer, especially because the movie's not coming out for a couple more months. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's fine. As we've said, Hollywood is a bit 
dead for content currently. So maybe they're just like, yeah, let's look at this. Um, and yeah, it's a good trailer. I like this trailer better than the first one. Um, you know, um, it's animation styles are cool. Um, character design is pretty cool. Very different for this world. Like the turtles are pretty much the same with a couple of differences to, you know, previous interpretations with, you know, some of the characters here. Um, other, you know, like Splinter and, and um, April were looking a little different and looking interesting. So I, I can appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this movie might be alright. It looks fun. It looks interesting. Um, yeah, Ice Cube is the voice of a giant fly. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um yeah, and, like, the, the turtles themselves seem very endearing. Like, you know, they just want to be loved. They just want to be liked, appreciated. Uh, they want to fit in. You know, I'm sure they're going to go on a journey of, like, you know, we don't need to fit in. We're, you know, we're us for a reason sort of trope. Um, and that's also fine. Um, yeah, but I don't know. There, there might be some heartwarming undertones to this that'll that'll play nicely and and some good action scenes. And, and yeah, I don't know. Uh I like that the villains of the movie are also mutants. I think that's a really cool thing. And there's a lot of potential for that to, to be a really interesting and engaging story that, um, you know, has some depth to it for an animated film. You know, it's, it's good to have that kind of, kind of stuff going for it. So hopefully it's enjoyable. I still haven't decided if I'll watch it. <laughs> I might wait. For, I'm <laughs> just only because it just, it does feel skewed a little, you know, young, like it's aimed, you know, it's, when it says teenage, it means teenage. Like, I feel like it's aimed at the younger generation here. Um, and that's totally fine. So it may not be for me, but I'm definitely open to watching it. If the reviews are good, we will see. Before I throw to you, Mike, I'll just quickly read Fulia's, um thoughts on this one. Uh, she says... I am quite interested in watching this movie, mostly because of its animation style. Not sure about the story, though. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. that's... Yeah, similar similar sentiments to me. Um, but yeah, she, she'll probably watch this movie before I will, so... <laughs> um, we'll see how that goes. Thank you, Fulia. Um, Mike, what did you think of this new trailer? I'm, I'm very interested in this, uh, considering it's the... The... It's them as the most teenage um, kids that we've seen. So otherwise, because uh, the other ones that they they seem a bit older, especially in the like the Michael Bay ones. Well, mm. they're, uh, they're they're like mounting behemoths, and they look like they're in their thirties. And yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm I definitely like the stylized sort of take that 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 they have and uh like this I think it was this one it, it was on the um it was one of the trailers for for um uh cross cross the spider verse I think it was, it was yeah yeah and seeing this on the big screen it's like whoa this is this this is a treat for the eyes and mm. and how and how they sort of um starting to do like animation that's a bit more a, a bit more stylized that it's just a treat to just to watch otherwise it's mm. block block stick block block it's, <laughs> it's and it's boring boring to look at mm -hmm. but this looks exciting um i really enjoy my my, my teenage mutant ninja turtles and 
it looks really good and I can't wait to watch it and just stack stack to the gills with um, stars and all, and all that and their voices yeah it's always good always good and um, yeah and uh, Seth Rogen um, he's really he's he's starting to be one one of my fa- favorite like comic book adaptation guys uh, considering yeah. he's, he, he's doing a lot of interesting stuff like with like uh, Invisible and uh, The Boys and all that. And I still haven't seen Preacher, but I, I think I'll start watching that soon. Cause yeah, I've heard it's quite good. Yeah, so I can't wait can't wait to dive into that because I don't know anything about it. And yeah, so... Um, and this is a bit more kiddie, so it's... It, it'll, it'll, it may have a bit of cringy jokes. So, but all for it. So when is this getting dropped on our doorstep? Yes, well, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is coming out a little bit later here in Australia than it is in the rest of the world for some reason. Ah, um, I know. Um, we can watch it here on the 7th of September. Nice. Nice, indeed. Okay, second trailer. Um Funny to see Folia has no thoughts on this one. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is our first trailer um, for Black Mirror's upcoming sixth season. Um, it's been four years since the last season uh, was released. And um, yeah, I have missed this show. <laughs> this, this show is just... Fantastic. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, although I still haven't watched the Bandersnatch Choose Your Own Adventure movie they did um, back in like 2018, I think it was. Um, yeah, but I, I might watch that eventually. But um, but no, the show is just, it's great. It's such a good horror, you know, uh, satire, um, political, you know, it's just, it has, it has everything. It's yeah. just... It's literally got everything you could ever want, um, and and you know, and for for all its terror that it brings and unsettling nature it gives, it's um, yeah. There's some some actually really beautiful human stories within it as well. Um, so if you haven't seen Black Mirror, I would recommend watching it definitely. Um, <clears throat> although Folia is probably not your taste, <laughs> <laughs> I could recommend a couple episodes you might like that won't scare you, <laughs> but. But yes, but it's it's good. It's just well made, well written, well acted, and this season looks like it's going to be no exception to that rule. Um, I'm I'm very happy to see. Um, oh, what's her? See, I'm not good with names today. My brain. Samia Hayek. Oh, Selma Hayek. Yes, Annie Murphy is who I was thinking of. Ah, okay. um, close. <laughs> um, yeah, Annie Murphy from Shit's Creek. She's front and center in this trailer, which is which is good to see. Uh, she's she's super talented, and I haven't watched her yet <clears throat> in anything other than Shit's Creek. Like I, I kind of want to watch her show. Kevin can fuck himself because it looks very funny, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Bit rude. Day. Bit rude. Bit rude. Um, yeah, so cool to see her in this. And yeah, Selma Hayek, of course. Um, Aaron Paul is also in this. Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse as, as a as an astronaut. Yeah, Jesse the astronaut. I'm so glad they're doing science. another space <laughs> science bitch. Um, they're doing another space themed um, story, uh, so that makes me very happy. Uh, but yeah, it just you know we're gonna get a, a bunch of new new tales um, and. 
they all look as equally disturbing as the last of them. Um, I'm I'm curious as to you know what they're showing us and what they're not showing us, and what they're not showing us is going to be uh, mm. some fantastic stuff, I think. Because um, my curiosity is peaked, and I am I am I am definitely interested um and i like how they're going meta um again i mean they're known for doing meta you know kind of storytelling but with like the whole this is on netflix but they don't call it netflix they call it something else i can't remember what it was like streamberry or something i don't know what it was <laughs> but it made me made me laugh quite a bit but yeah stream, yeah. stream plus stream plus yes um yeah it looks great it looks awesome i'm i'm so ready um to to get back into this world of just beautiful chaos so bring it on um nice little trailer this was michael what did you think about this i i have an interesting history when it comes to black mirror because it's something that i should like but i haven't watched all of it because each episode sort of freaks me out and i need to have a day between episodes <laughs> that's that's very fair yeah and the way i would subscribe it it's like a modern take of the twilight zone yes how it's it's like picture a man going on a <laughs> rod sailing for the win <laughs> yeah pretty much Pretty much that, yeah. but, but without a, a narrator or anything like that. So it's definitely like the mm. anthology of of our modern take, st- especially with technology and how hum- human beings uh, deal with uh, with technology and how it can be a good thing as well as a very horrible thing at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't watched all of it, and it seems like I need to finish watching all of it in 10 days. Um, <laughs> well, it's an anthology series, so you don't have to do that. I know it's like it's it's like um, Futurama with you. It's it's more syndicated yeah. than, than most um, narrative driven. And I've actually like watched Bandersnatch, and I had oh, like, yeah. I had a I had a full day of Bandersnatch, like going through all the um, like story trees and ha- and where where it's going because. I do like the interaction stuff, but it's not really a good sit down and watch. You have to do okay. stuff, and I don't want to do stuff yeah. when I'm watching. Yeah, I stuff. think that's why. I think that's why I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and but uh, oh, well, uh, uh, it's got that guy in it. You know, the guy with the face. Um, I still got Rob Sterling in in my head, but it's not Rob Sterling. Paul. He play he plays uh, Adam gonna... in in a uh, in Guardians three. Oh, Will Poulter's in it. Will Poulter, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's in that. Uh, I've completely all... forgotten that. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, it, yeah, it's all it's all to do with like um, uh, like a choose your own adventure story. Yeah. Uh, within and they're trying to uh, adapt it to a video game. So mm-hmm. uh, and so it deals with that and how the story starts and then it goes back to the start and it's very it's very interesting and I'll just leave it at that it's it, it's very interesting how how they sort of interact with a um choose your own adventure but within the sort of black mirror universe and how, how yeah. that, that 
deals with it. So, okay, cool. So, when is this coming out? Uh, yes, well, um, very, very soon, um, of course, because Netflix do like to drop their trailers uh, pretty close to, um, unless it's something huge like Stranger Things. But um, Black Mirror season six will be dropping on Netflix on the fifteenth of June. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Nice indeed. Indeed. Um, cool. Well, um we got one more trailer to talk about. And that is uh a t- uh, trailer for a movie called Fool's Paradise. Um this is a, a Charlie Day written and directed movie. I'm definitely a fan of Charlie Day, although I haven't seen any of It's Always Sunny. Um I have enjoyed watching Charlie Day and other projects, um, such as Horrible Bosses and, of course, most recently, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm. Um, his voice is just the best thing. Um, I, it's so animated and fantastic, and it's not being used in this film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I kind of find really funny. Um, yeah, the premise is is a bit strange, you know, seems to be a like an identical person situation and then he gets switched in for this actor and then whose name is Latte Pronto for some reason, uh, mm. <laughs> which I just find so bizarre. And then it's just all these, uh, you know, actors, um, you know, playing off of him and his inability to speak, it seems, and just like the chaos that, that unfolds um, and how, like, I kind of like how, like, it kind of sort of has Mr. Bean vibes, only in the sense that, like, you know, everything just kind of happens around him and, yeah. and and because of him, but not really. Like, he doesn't do anything. It's the way that people respond to him that drive the story forward, and I find that really interesting. Um, like, that is a little bit of a Mr. Bean-esque sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this cast is just phenomenal. I mean, you know, speaking of Ted Lasso, we've got Jason Sudeikis in here. Um, Who's he? We've got, he played the the guy with the long hair and the sword from Prince Harry, that guy. Oh, uh, man, in Ted Lasso. Where, where does he play? Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entertaining that question. I'm not, <laughs> not going to say anything because you're stupid. You're stupid, Michael. You're stupid. <laughs> stupid bitch. Uh, yeah. Continue. He yeah. plays the coach he plays the coach of AFC Richmond. Anyway, um <laughs> former. <laughs> former. Spoilers. Um <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so you got yeah, Jason Sudeikis, Ken Jeong, uh Kate Beckinsale, Adrian Brody, um Jason Bateman, Edie Falco, and the late great Ray Liotta mm. uh, in one of his final performances. Um That so- and Cocaine Bear. Oh, he was in Cocaine Bear too, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you That's go. a good I film. Didn't know that. I still haven't watched it, clearly. Bit of fun. Um, bit of fun. Bit of fun. Um, yeah, well, this... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious about this movie. I'm, you know, it feels like to me it has the vibe of something that kind of looks good on the surface, but I think if I sat down and watched it, I wouldn't like it. Mm. Like, I feel like it might. I feel like it might be too niche. Maybe, I don't know, or it might be lacking some sort of 
substance to it and it just might be a string of here are all my famous friends playing off of me <laughs> um so which is fine i mean again we've said we say it you know hollywood's gonna hollywood but um i'd be curious to see this movie just to just to see if it's actually any good um especially because i like it i like it when actors branch out and uh, and write and direct as well uh it's always good to see what else they can be capable of so um and like i said i like charlie day so maybe i'll check it out yeah um fulia on the other hand has this to say uh hmm i am slightly intrigued about this one i'll get back to you (laughs) 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 nice nice short and sweet love it um fair enough fulia fair enough uh michael what about you what did you think of this it looks interesting um like for some reason uh, 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 there's some reviews in it and they haven't been that too favorable about right. about it but um it it looks kind of interesting to me like um I'm trying to have a look if it's uh, Charlie Day uh, Charlie's first sort of di- directing debut directorial debut yeah i can't i can't see if he's directing anything if he's um, if he's like put his hand in for like always sunny uh charlie day a director what was what, he done was he done was he was he done what did he do what was nothing one one it's 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 literally this is the only thing he's ever directed oh okay um. Yeah. Hmm. Little bit of a vanity project, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> it'll be an interesting watch. I mean, I, I like yeah. all the people that are in it. And mm-hmm. last, last goodbye to Radiola, Radiola. Yeah. Uh, may you rest in power. Um. Yeah. I'll. I'll probably have a. Uh, I'll probably have a look see, and if it's bad, then it's you know first time director. That's all right. Yeah. Maybe you should have tried tried a little bit of directing on Always Sunny. You know, cut your teeth on that, like like Bill Hader did on Barry. Did I mention I watched Barry? <laughs> yes. Yes, he directed all of the last uh, season. Wow. Which is which is phenomenal. And That's great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah so when is this coming out well funny you say that uh don't know mm-hmm. uh <laughs> no, i couldn't find a release date for australia um at this point but uh if you're in the u.s it's already out mm. it came out last month so um go check it out if you're interested in watching it and yeah i imagine it might appear randomly on one of our many streaming services um at some point yeah but who knows? What? Don't know. Nah. No. Okay. Mm. That's Trailer Park. Yes. We're rolling on out. Yeah. Which which means... Under an hour. Under an hour. I know this is the fastest. It's wow. It's I, need to, I need to talk shit more. <laughs> There's just not a lot going on, is there? No. But that's but that's all right, because now... Yeah? It's, it's time... For? The moment. Oh. For the section. Cool. The segment. Ha ha. The place. Ooh. The part. Yeah. The thing. 
Speaking of Charlie Day. Speaking of Charlie Day, that's amazing. It's popcorn. Popcorn culture. It's popcorn culture time. Sorry, for those who aren't watching, Mike is holding up a cardboard cutout of Luigi. Yeah. Of the movie Luigi. The movie Luigi too, yeah. Yeah, with the that's denim. brilliant. He's wearing his denim. He's got his denim overalls. We love yes. to see it. We love to see it. All right. Yes, it's mm. popcorn culture time. Speaking of animation. Speaking of animation, of course, you know what we're about to talk about. You know why we're here. The movie of the year, quite possibly. Mm. At, least so far, at least so far. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. Uh, Spiderman, it finally happened. It finally came out this week. Uh, it has been four and a half years since the first movie premiered, which I didn't realize until I was standing in line to buy my popcorn. And I'm like, oh, wow. That was a, a long yet short time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> couple of couple of a uh, couple of uh, economical recessions and a pandemic. What else? Yeah, Se- seemed like ten years. Seems seems yeah, seems like a lifetime ago. Um, the world was so much different back then, um, but also yeah. not really. Um, I only had one child. Mm, Weird. Just, weird. Yep. Um, yes. Anyway, so across Spider Verse um, has happened, and it was just. It was just wonderful. It was just great. It was just excellent. It's so nice mm. to be back in this world. Um, I think I'll just do what I usually do and kick it off uh, with Fulia and her lovely long rant she's given us here. A rant? Um, she didn't like it. Well I'm, well, I'm sure it's not a rant. I'm probably mis. I'm. I, mm-hmm. I think I've mis. I think I've misspoken there. But there's a massive paragraph, um, and I'm and I can't wait to to see what she says. Um, okay, Fulia. Insert mind blown image here. Yes, it's nice. got an emoji. Good, good start. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need. I'm pretty sure there's an emoji for that, but anyway, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, what a great sequel to Into the Spider Verse. I loved this movie, even though there was just so much happening for my little brain to handle. The art styles, yes, plural, mm. was amazing to see in this film. I was pretty impressed. With the first film, but can we give a round of applause to the animators in this one? Because my goodness, there were so many different styles in this, and it all worked so well together. Ah, uh, yes, yes, much, much needed applause, absolutely deserved. Um, she goes on to say, even the story was written well, and it had my attention from start to finish. What's interesting for me is that the movie had me keeping an eye out for all the Spider People variants plus other Easter eggs there may have been. Not sure how much of a spoiler this will be, but I loved how they interspliced all the Spider-Man moments from movies we all know and love and still made the story cohesive. Mm. Across the Spider-Verse visually had me sucked in, and I need to watch it again to see if I missed anything, because chances are I probably have. There is so much more I would love to mention, but because this is a spoiler-free discussion, I will hold on to my other thoughts for next time. This is Spider-Fuji web slinging out of here. Thwip, thwip. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going spoiler-free? We are going spoiler-free, yes, yes. It's only been a couple of days, so oh. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind to the people who are watching and listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we can We can definitely do a spoiler-filled discussion next week or the week after, I reckon, because um, there's a lot to unpack from this movie. Um 
Yeah, let's talk about the animation first, um, because holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. I mean, you know, the first movie was just brilliant in terms of its visual style uh, and, and, you know, unique and different, you know, something new we hadn't really seen before. Um, and, it, you know, it won an Oscar for a reason. Um, so this one, I think, is definitely taking home the gold next year. I'm calling it now. Um but yeah, I just loved this so much just because like they really took advantage of the fact that we, you know, because in this movie we actually got to go to all these different universes. Like in mm. the first movie we were pretty much just in Miles's Earth the whole time. And here we're now going between a lot of different worlds and different places and especially with the story starting off I'm not spoiling because it's not a spoiler because it's the first scenes, but, you know, we start off in Gwen's world and I love how it's similar to Miles's, but it's also not, and it's also very different um, and just has this kind of gorgeous watercolour vibe to yeah. it, like the different blends and, and gradients of, and shades of colours are just, like, you know, running down the page, like running, like bleeding into each other and different shades and whatnot. And the, and it doesn't matter that like you're looking at a scene with two people in it and you can really only make out the two people, the rest of like the background and the, the, you know, the apartment that they're in, or, like the physical features don't matter so much. It's just, yeah. it's just the color palette and like, you know, and you accept the conceit that you're in this universe and it's, this is the way it presents itself. And it's just so nice. I, yeah, that was probably my favorite of all the worlds we went to, I think, because yeah. it was just, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. And, um, and also how yeah. the mood sort of affected, like, the, um, the the color palette of the actual scene as well, which is yes. absolutely fantastic, especially when, cl well, close to the end where, there's sort of a, a, a reconnection and how it was starting to go dark and, and, and moody. And then and then, then a choice um, flipped and it went it went all it went all the way opposite and it was just bright colours and everything. So Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely contested. It was a very interesting universe that uh, the Gwen Stacy universe. Yeah, absolutely. It really, really was. It's just, just beautiful. Um, did you have a favorite one, Mike, that we visited? A uh, favorite universe? Mm. Um, just in terms of the visual style. Yeah, I still have a soft, soft spot for Miles's because it's it's the one that I've been in like the most, and how it's it's uh, very uh, familiar as well as uh, unique and different. Um, I've I've never been to, I've never been to Queens. <laughs> no, so, me so, but I, uh, but contextually, I, I, I still think it's, it, it's something like this. Like it, once I see it, it's like, oh, I can tell where, where I am. It's like, it, it's like the, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for me, where everything's like a down an alleyway, everything's brick, and it, it's sort of like borderline little bit little bit unkempt but it's still full of wonder as well well mm, uh, mm -hmm. and and um and how uh, and I also like the fact that 
Um, the animation also changes it uh, depending on which character it is. It also cha- changes the um, the frame rate as well for different characters and ha- and how they sort of interact with it uh, with everyone else uh, mm-hmm. with a particular uh, Spider Man that probably my favorite now. <laughs> <laughs> and that. Ha- and how they sort of interact with each other, and it's like it's very succinct and uh, styles as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, and but I do, but I do enjoy that um, each universe has their own unique uh, like color palette and the way they mm. and and the way they represent like like different things like uh, like punk Spider Man is de- definitely a unique like. Uh, animation style and it's how it's contrast with all these uh, all these others like i can't i can't imagine it, them going into the uh, the punk style universe and it's just that that would just go completely nuts oh yeah oh my gosh it's like i'm I'm happy they only just have one character just to do that because <laughs> yeah. otherwise it's just i'm overstimulated and i need to sit down Oh, I'm sitting down already. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to lie down. Yeah, I mean, I could find a, that. I would like. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people d- did walk out feeling overstimulated because there are a lot of scenes where there's so much happening yeah. and so much colors changing and moving within each other and all this stuff. Like I so felt, c- yeah, I felt that mm. in the first movie because I uh, I didn't expect it. But coming into this, I, I sort of knew what I was expecting. So, so mm. I was sort of preempted. It's like, okay, I need to keep my eyes open and make make sure I'm only looking at one thing at a time and not just like everything. It's like, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you get the- motion sickness. It's like, Bleh. oh yeah, you're gonna, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, like. I kind of feel like, too, I've been saying to a few people, it almost feels like the animators were just showing off, but, like, in the best way. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. Benef- it, it benefits them and it benefits us um, just because they really took what they did with the first movie and then just amped it up to Ramped 11. it up, yeah. Yeah, like, I just... It's insane to me um, because, you know, a lot of people reference and it's still... It's, it's imprinted in your mind, like, the what's up danger shot of him falling into the city like yeah. reverse that sh- that iconic image from the first movie it's just in your mind this movie has so many of those kinds of shots yeah. um that really stick with you uh, like so m- there were so many frames that i'm i'm looking at the screen and i'm going this is artwork mm. <laughs> i could have this easily on my wall and and stare at it for days like it's I just, yeah, there's so much to love about the way this movie looks visually. It's just a triumph um, in terms of animation. It really, really is. So, um, yeah, it's my favourite thing about the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, this, the story, without without giving too much in the way of spoilers, um, except to say that this, even though they changed the names of the, of the, of the sequels, uh, this is still very much part one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you haven't seen it yet and you're going in expecting an isolated story, that's not what you're going to get. Um, and that's totally fine because, you know, it, the second part of it is coming out next year, so we don't have to wait very long, thankfully. Yeah, roughly um, some time. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's in March. So, yeah, March. March next year. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but... um. 
but yeah, I, 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 it did kind of dawn on me towards the end that, oh shit, this is a part one because like, I could see where the story was going and I'm like, okay, we haven't done this yet. When's this going to happen? And then I'm like, wait, the movie's getting really long. They're not going to, and then it just started real. I started realizing, oh, they're about to end it. Oh shit. Okay. Cliffhanger, cliffhanger time. Um, yeah, uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I really liked the way it all played out and and kind of as well how certain characters, like they really did a really good job. Now I'm saying really a lot, but it's true. They really did a great job um, with the marketing of this movie because the trailers, they give you an idea of what the story is mm. and w- uh, without giving too much away. But when you're in the movie and you're watching it play out, you realize that They've t- they've told you they've kind of subverted your expectations. They've told you one thing in the trailer, and then in the movie, it's completely different. And I'm not going to say what characters those are because I don't want to spoil that for people. No. <laughs> but I really, really liked that they did that um, because there were characters in the trailer that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like you. <laughs> and now I've watched and now I've watched the movie. I'm like, I like you a lot, but I also don't like you. But like, there's just yeah, there's yeah, just. Uh, yeah. A lot of really cool choices being made um, here. But yeah, it was a great story. I kind of really liked how, you know, Gwen got a lot more to do in this one. We got to flesh her out a bit. Yeah, got um, a lot more. A lot more, yeah. She was she was phenomenal. She was brilliant. Um, I really, I really like, really like her. I mean, she probably could have done a little bit better in terms of certain choices she made <laughs> along the way. But, you know, she's not perfect. She's Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Spider, spider people, spider Person? women, spider people. They're yeah. not really known for for making the best decisions due to their emotions. Well, you know, um, trolley problem fine. and all that. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, but yeah, she's she's great. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I'm just I was trying to think if I even had like a favorite one of all of them. I mean, I really loved Miguel. I. Like in the end, I thought I really liked like he's tortured as all get out. He's he's brooding. He's he's just you can see that he's a good person underneath all of the pain that he carries, um, and he's just trying to do you know what's best for everyone versus mm. just you know and and how hard of a position that must be for him to be in. But he even he still was like uh, you know kind of crossed some lines. Um, there as well but um and then yeah i think i'll just quickly mention i really enjoyed and i've got to get his name right um what's well, the indian spider-man um i'll just say that voiced by karen sony from the deadpool movies um <laughs> which is which is dupinda um and i yeah i loved him and i also loved um of course i love spider-punk um voiced by daniel kaluuya um yeah they were they were they were really great. Um, there's so many great characters in this, um, and the story is just excellent. Mike, can you unpack all of your thoughts on everything? <laughs> <laughs> bit hard, bit hard to. Um, essentially, spoiling I, things. Yeah, I, I do like the themes, and it will probably touch on in the future uh, episode, in the future movie, how. Uh, all to do with like Miles' uh, um, journey into being Spider-Man, and how 
and how do you need to live up to the name of Spider-Man or do you make your own journey? Is is um, your journey already uh, uh, already foretold and you have to keep keep to the narrative, or you you can you can set your own path mm. and everything like that? And I do do enjoy that they're sort of touching on this because my philosophy is that there's there's no real great plan. It's just you you make what what you can with it and and it, you and you uh, uh sure you are judged for what you do so make sure it's a good one and that's essentially my philosophy as well so and i yeah and i really enjoy that they um they sort of had gwen as the main focus for like the first half and then yeah and then uh, and then they sort of bookend the entire thing with her sort of story as well so uh it's not just miles a story it's also her story and and how she is more she's got more to do within the story without just being like a love interest as well so there's actually more to do with her character and they gave her some urgency as well which is good Mm. because and they're sort of and her and miles's um um chats how they're they're in a unique position of uh, of not being Peter Parker, but still being um, a spider person, yeah. is also unique as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I really like the themes and uh, and the story that they're uh, t- uh, telling. It's al- it's always good for having like a good moral sort of backing it as well, especially for a, a quote unquote kids film. Mm. And now, uh, even as an adult, you can still still see these morals as well. And I, I do like the family element as well because I'm a sucker for that. Ever since becoming one, becoming a family man, a family guy. Meh. <laughs> yeah. So and and that story as well is is always fantastic as well. Yeah. Did you have a favorite spider person from across the Spider Verse? <laughs> Uh, I think the thing is that you shouldn't have really favorites in this. Um, yeah, that's 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 fair. Like, um, yeah, I, I do like Spider Punk and his aesthetic as well. He's like, yeah. yeah, and I think he's got more to do, uh, more to do in the se- second one as well because he is a very polar opposite when it comes to Miguel. So mm. yeah, the choice between, uh, uh, you know, the the choice of what with great power must also come great responsibility, and how how that is defined in this as well, and it's just test of time for Spider Man. Yeah, so Lego Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was random and hilarious. Yeah. Le- uh, Lego, Lego Spider Man, briefly in there. Um, yeah, there were well, there were a lot of kind of surprise uh, sort of moments and cameos and Easter eggs all throughout this movie. Um, and I'm not going to say what any of them are because some of them are really good. Oh, uh, well, they're all pretty really good. Um, but um, I don't. Yeah, but it's just very exciting. There, it was nice to be in a cinema. That was filled with Spider-Man fans, and mm-hmm. people were cheering again. Like it made me feel like Cinema's Bro- back. 
So yeah, it just brought me back to, I mean, like the last time I had that was probably when we saw No Way Home. And like I said before, that was 18 months ago. But I just, like, even when we, when I watched Guardians, there were not any moments where people were losing their shit to that degree. Um, wow. So. I, I think I, I think I can excuse that of everyone's being very solemn by watching that film. Oh, like, no, that's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> even yeah. I was going, I need a sh- I don't want to talk too much. I just want to be engrossed into this this ending chapter and the the absolute yeah. absolute pinnacle of Marvel, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was just yeah, just to be in in that kind of a space with you know like minded people was just really really lovely. And yeah, the reactions to all the cameos and stuff were were really really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the I think the movie too. I don't know how if you felt this way, but I I even feel like the movie overall was funnier than the first one. Like I don't remember the first one being this funny. Like I I there's obviously a lot of funny parts in in the first one, of course, Bagel being one of them. Um, and, <laughs> which and, which and, was my fa- favorite um, uh, visual gag in the movie, and they made it yeah. an actual <laughs> an actual plot point in the yeah. entire arcing trilogy. The way the way the cinema reacted when that was revealed, like it's like it, I'm this guy and it's Bagel dude and it's like everyone just went holy shit! <laughs> it was great, um, yeah. But I don't know. I felt there was just a lot of the the humor in this was great. Like a lot of the banter between all the different Spider People was very on point, very funny. Lots of good one liners, hmm. um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was very entertaining. Uh, did you did, were you finding yourself laughing quite a bit, or? Oh yeah, I was really having a chuckle in, yeah. in most of it. It's like, yeah, this is more uh, multiverse of madness than multiverse of madness. What's going on? Literally, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw that criticism again. I'm like, <laughs> um, not only is there another multiverse movie with a bagel at the the core of it, um, but you know, there's another multiverse movie better than the movie with multiverse in the title. Um, <laughs> it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? Um, but oh, that's well. okay. That's there, there, all right. There's going to be more of them. I don't, I don't think they're going to finish doing multiverse stories until... until mm, nah, end. Hollywood knows it makes... Hollywood knows it makes money now, so they're going to milk it. Yeah, yeah. They will milk the shit out of it. Um, yes. Yes. One other thing about these movies that is obviously very awesome and iconic is the soundtrack Mm. um and the soundtrack in this one was no exception to that rule um i'd never heard any of the songs that were in this before and like i love the fact that whoever curates the music they they're picking all these kind of hip-hop songs and r&b songs that are like not entirely mainstream i suppose like they're not like, as much as Post Malone is obviously very mainstream with Sunflower and all of that stuff, but, like, there's it's hip-hop that I, I can listen to and not want to, you know, cut off my ears. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't really like modern hip-hop very much. Be- but a bit this, judge. <laughs> but this this music is subjective. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I like more of... I'm more into old-school hip-hop than modern hip-hop, but the music that they choose for these movies has been really, really good. And mm. then just the score behind it, as well, I've got to look up the name of the composer. I've forgotten his name. Um, again, I'm just forgetting names today. That's yeah, right. Ridiculous. Um, uh, Daniel Pemberton. 
Um, I'm just going to look up and see what else he's done, because I was just floored by... Oh, yeah. Okay, Trial of Chicago 7, um, Enola Holmes, um, Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. uh, what else? Let's see if he did the, the first Spider-Verse movie. I, I'm guessing he probably did, but I could be wrong on this. Um, da, 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 I scrolled down too far. Um, oh, he composed uh, for Black Mirror. That's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, he did He did the first film as well, oh, so that's go. good. They got the same composer to come back and do the score, and yeah, it was epic. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. I want the soundtrack. I, <laughs> I, like, there's a lot of, especially the um, parts of the spot, like the spot's theme in certain scenes, I thought was really, really cool. Mm. Um, and certain parts of like, you know, just uh, the, the, the score of the intense emotional scenes and action scenes we were getting, they were really backed by just phenomenal music. So yeah, it's just great. <laughs> it's just great. Mike, what about you? Are your thoughts on, um, the soundtrack on the music? Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the fact that the, uh, choices of music is, um, definitely going into different like universes as well as always always yeah is always like a particular like if they're going for like a bollywood sort sort of scene and also you got punk and you got you got synthesizers for 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 the um for for the um city uh, city of peters <laughs> the, yes the, the council of parkers yes um, <laughs> Where it, 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 yeah, I got I got I got some um, <laughs> Ridley Scott's uh, Blade Runner vibes. It's like new new wah. Yeah, <laughs> we're living in the future now. Mm. Nice, it's all nice. it's all good. Yeah, hmm. Music's always good for an immersion, especially when it's um, especially with uh, especially with um, the visuals as well. That was good mm. for a for a TV, for a movie that's got good visuals and music at the same time. Yeah, definitely, it's a sensory overload in the mm. best kind of a way. Shall yeah. we talk? Shall we talk about the uh, the nexus being in the in the universe, or shall we save that for later? Um, how much can we say without spoiling certain things? Uh, well, a particular character who is played by the same actor. In every universe. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who we're talking about. I just, I think I know who you're talking about. Played by the same character in every universe. Uh, played by the same actor in every oh, universe. Sorry, same actor. Oh, you're talking about J J J. J J J J J J J J J J Jonah Jameson. He's a nexus being. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we even got him in Lego form in this one. It was great. He's in Lego form. He's on TV. Yep. He's, he's everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so nice to have J.K. Simmons um, in this one again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he really is just... You're right. He's definitely a Nexus being. He's the same in every every single one. Um, yeah, because the, what the Andrew Garfield movies they didn't have a no a daily but, a daily bugle j jonah jameson did they i think they had a website of the da- daily bugle right i think his his name was there but they didn't have didn't have a face 
to, okay. to the actual person. But I think it's there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I don't think there's one in the in the Venom universe. I don't think. But no. but, there, but there are like um Daily Bugle um newspapers. So where there's a Daily Bugle. Yes, there's a JJJ. Yeah, that's just great. It's just <laughs> nice. Just to hear him, you know, yelling at someone about Spider Man. It's just it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Give me pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's sweet. I hate sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we waiting was... for? Chinese New Year? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can go on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Um, anything else we can maybe discuss before we wrap up? That's uh, not without spoiling spoilery. It? Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know because I told you something this morning. I'm not sure if that's going to be a spoiler. Oh yeah. Um just need to remind myself what that something was. Um da, 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 da. Um I mean I think you could depending on how like spoilery your theory might be, I I think you can talk about it on the base level because yeah, Vulture is in the beginning of this movie. There is a version of Vulture. There's a version of Vulture. Um, so yeah, well, that's within, not entirely a spoiler. I suppose in the in the movie that when they go to um, uh, Spider Metropolis, where all the Spider people gather, there, there's mm. actually there, there's actually a bit where they they were talking about um, how in like in the first uh, first minutes of the of this movie that there's an an alternative. Uh, Vulture going into another universe and how that's a problem now, and they and when they and all these different like um, versions of villains uh, are cropping up in different universes, so they have to like um, uh, take them back and and set them set them there. And my theory is because Morbius, the movie that I still haven't seen yet and probably never will. Uh, has <laughs> has the vulture in it? Spoilers for Morbius, even though I haven't seen it. Uh, and there, there wasn't really an explanation of how uh, the vulture from the MCU uh, ended up in this particular universe. And I'm just saying uh, this movie explains it. Right, because in in this movie, like in this world, in in Miles's world, it's like. Um, you know, the it's it's kind of the catalyst was the events of the first film that kind of shook everything up. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm thinking it's it's involving everything because right the the walls between universes are starting to get thin and and starting to break because of uh either the multiverse of madness and how and how um uh how they they can jump jump between because everything's thinning and mm. how how in Loki everything is sort of going a wall because uh the uh, Jonathan Major's last one standing is now dead and how yeah. and how that's like breaking everything uh, as well as the the Miles Morales um thing Hadron Collider is sort of breaking down er- everything so everything is sort of cracking 
the yeah. unit the the multiverse is cracking and how everything's like slipping through and that's happened in this movie with the da vinci vulture kind mm-hmm. of, which i i really enjoy that <laughs> that that aesthetic of of the vulture being being like a da vinci sort of ca- character it's, it's, yeah it's great it's so great and he's like painted on like parchment and all, all that and everything like that so yeah and how morbius somehow the vulture is there and we don't know why and i'm and that's why I said I think this sort of explains it a little bit. If they're still going down, if Sony's still going down that route, how uh, they're sort of dealing with more of the different universes within the Spider Universe, Spider Verse. Mm. Yeah, no, no, that could definitely, that could definitely ex- explain some. Yeah, explain that. I'm just trying to even remember if Morbius the movie did explain. The vulture thing, because that whole I just remember being really pissed off. Yeah, it didn't explain how how he got his tech because. Yeah, that's that was one of the gripes I had. Yes, yeah, made no uh, made no th- sense. Yeah, I think this just explains why he somehow ended up in a different jail in a different universe, because the ending of the multiverse of madness. No, ending of no way home. No way home. Uh, all the. All the villains from other universes coming in were now going back out, including the Spider-Man as well. Uh, but it doesn't explain why the MCU Vulture ended up in a yeah. different universe. Yeah, because I think yeah, because I'm just trying to remember in No Way Home, the whole thing was Doctor Strange had to cast the spell that no one would know who that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Mm. So therefore. They everything everyone would return to where they came from because the whole reason they were there is because of Peter Parker, like people knowing who he is and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that works. Hmm. That definitely that works as an explanation. Yeah. Um. Still, just grinds my gears. Morbius has been out for a year, and it's <laughs> it's still preying on your mind. Uh, it's just. That's right. Yeah. Eddie Never Brooks. ending dis- disappointment. Eddie Brock is still looking for his Spider-Man. So. Yes. And yes, appara- he is. Apparently it's in the same universe as Morbius. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it's supposed to be, yeah, from memory. Mm. Um, they they mentioned the events in San Francisco in one scene in Morbius. And it's like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> so a universe is looking for their Spider-Man. Mm. It's... No, that's a spoiler for this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> a particular universe is missing their Spider-Man and reasons. Reasons and stuff. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, cool. Well, I don't think there's much else to be said without spoiling it. So I think we'll definitely have to come back and do a spoiler chat. Um, yeah. Either next week or the week after, depending on um, when Secret Invasion starts airing. Because that's coming out soon. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just checking it up now. Uh, that's going to start on the 21st of June. So we do have a couple of weeks. That's all right. I think there's film. something else coming out in June. Yeah, The Flash. Um, Flash is on the way. And um, Indiana Jones as well. Flash. Savior of the universe. 
<laughs> Yay! Savior of the multiverse. Savior of the multiverse. Yes. Oh, Flash, um, you look different. <laughs> you don't. You, uh, yeah. Recast, recast. Anyway. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us um, and our spoiler-free thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I definitely did because mm. this movie is brilliant. It's just wonderful, and I do mean it when I say it's probably the best movie of the year so far. So so far, so far, yes. Hopefully, something else beats it, but I doubt it. Uh, this is it set a very high bar, mm. so. Um, bring on part two, which is called Beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, Ooh. Yes, Beyond. We're, get, we're getting a live action uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Miles Morales. Yeah, they're going to do it all live action next yeah. movie. Yeah, Beyond the Spider-Verse. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't wait for the... Yeah, I want to see all the Spider-Man all together. You got, you got Andrew and, and, and Toby and Tom and, and Tom and a Miles Morales. That's an animated Miles Morales. That would be that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I suppose they're probably probably just going to introduce a a live action Miles Morales. Who, who knows? They've got a. I don't know. We've... I got what? Yeah. Come on. Do. Do Who Frame Roger Rabbit style. It's like this cartoon just walking around. Yeah. I, just do that. I'll be just happy do with that. that. Yeah. 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 I can I mean, take that. Yeah. That and Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, cool. That's Pop and Culture for this week, which means it's time for us to get on out of here. Yes. And, and that's... Was a, was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Da, 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 da. Yes, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddy Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Productions. And if you're on Twitch right now, you can give us a follow. And if you're on YouTube, you can ring that bell icon to keep yourself updated for anything that we do on the YouTubes. Ha. Ah, yes, I've been a Kendall and I've been Spider-Ham, Michael Lister. <laughs> next, next movie, next movie. Next movie, next movie. It's coming back, it's coming back. Yes. And, and you, just experienced you just experienced a, a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Nice. Nice. Remember to eat beef. Mmm. Freddy lives, Lucky dies, the doctor is in, and uh, anarchy in the UK, sex pistols, uh, spider pistols, there we go, with web <laughs> fluids, fwit, fwit, fwit. Yes, yes. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Ladies, See you later, alligator. And... And... See...